0: are wrong ready for some strong meat? Is there anyone here that's ready for strong meat? Yeah. Amen. Please be seated. Say, Lord, prepare my heart. Give me understanding. Give me clarity increase me in wisdom. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I was privileged to speak at the first service in the main church this morning and I was asked to teach on fasting. I was going to teach something else here um, but I, I feel that it is necessary for us to understand what this thing really entails. It's a powerful spiritual exercise that if executed well, executed well, um, I, I would be I, I would not be doing this explanation justice and when I say it has great potential to bless. but when fasting is executed well, it delivers into your hand. And we've talked about it, I think, two Sundays ago. You do not become like Christ. You become Christ. Amen? When it is executed well, it has the power. So, basically, the, the end result of fasting is to make you Christ. To make you. He is the Christ but you become Christ also. Um, You may argue with it if you don't understand. There is only one Jesus, but there really is not one Jesus by name. There is only one Jesus by mandate, but not by name. Amen? And the name Jesus by our understanding of, of Scripture has been a word that you can apply for certain doors to open certain supernatural things to happen so that has been our understanding but in scripture the word name also means Shem which is the fame of a thing broken down into the value of a thing the worth of a thing the real identity or, or, or you can say the, the social class of that thing the caliber and the ranking of that thing So when we say, in the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, we are not only talking about the use of the word. We're talking about adopting and appearing in that identity when you call the word. Are you here? So we're not just saying, say in the name. No, it doesn't work like that. Otherwise, anybody can conjure anything in the name of Jesus. Bible says that there were some sons of Sceva... Who saw all the good things that were happening. They also decided we will go and do some powerful miracles in the name of Jesus. And they went to a demon and it beat them up. They used the name of Jesus. Which means through its appropriation. When the demon heard the name. It resounded in the realm of the spirit. But the person who was trying to apply the name. Did not carry the identity of the name. That they were trying to appropriate. So whenever you say in the name of Jesus, you are supposed to come up. When we say Jesus is my Lord, he's my benchmark. That is what I'm attaining to. Are you here? And so fasting has this ability, when done well, when executed well, to make you like Christ. Amen. Now there are three stages we evolve through. You know, when we thought, like we, we talked about to, um, the, the other day, we actually added one. We said, we, we follow, we observe, we practice, and we what? We become. He is Lord, by your own confession, right? Which makes him master of all, master of all knowledge, master of all wisdom, master of all. In that word, in just that simple phrase, Jesus is Lord... It means that I believe in his strategy. I believe in his wisdom. Or his strategy is the ultimate strategy and there is no other. His wisdom is the ultimate wisdom and there is none other better. So if I say Jesus is Lord, then I should not be looking for an alternative strategy to life. Is someone here? If I say Jesus is Lord, then I should not be looking for an alternative wisdom to my in my response to the issues of life. The only wisdom I apply. Is the wisdom of the one who I say is Lord. Because by that confession. I am claiming. That I believe that his wisdom surpasses any other. So you do not confess and claim. That somebody is your Lord. Whose wisdom surpasses any other that could ever be. Yet sets for other wisdom. Or set for another strategy. Amen. Your your claim is nothing but a claim. You don't have faith in your claim. Have faith in your claim. Amen. Amen. So remember, the keys are follow, observe, practice, become. Can we repeat it? Say follow. Follow. Observe. Practice. Become. Try one more time. Say follow. follow. Observe. Practice and become. Oh, I thought I was in a new generation church. Say, follow, follow observe, observe, practice, observe, practice become. become. One more time. Say, follow, follow observe, observe, practice, practice and become. become. Amen. Zechariah chapter 7 verse 4. I don't know. We have we have a few scriptures to read, but since over here we have the opportunity to continue wherever we get to, let's we'll continue next week. Okay. Amen. So it is important. I was trying to establish today. It is important that we don't just um, gaze the word and just you know run through it quickly and begin to make confessions with scripture the judge shall live by faith. Affliction will not rise a second time. Affliction will rise a second time if you don't learn from the first one. You know, you, you have to always, the word has to make meaning to you. If it doesn't, what will happen to you is that you will begin to doubt God thinking that God does not confirm his word. But when in actual fact, you may have misappropriated the word. And the, the reason why understanding is also so important is that understanding tells you the reason behind thing. And it also tells you what the benefits are. the thing so that you don't expect anything that is not in accordance with God's will and God's plan. Because if you don't understand a thing, you will have unrealistic expectations of it. I, I have fasted. I believe that when I fast, somebody told me that they fasted for 40 days and after that they had a miracle. But how did they fast? How did they execute? What is their lifestyle? It's beyond the fast. You've got to understand that fasting itself does not produce the result that you're looking for. But fasting enables you with the attack that produces the result. You understand what I'm saying? Fasting itself does not jump what is required in your decision making, in your choices, in your action taking to just give you a result it actually does is that it empowers you and it steers you more towards listening and believing absolutely in God such that that becomes your nature, your character is embedded in God and by that you achieve the results you're looking for. So if you fast wrong and you are looking for results you be disappointed and feel like God is not doing what he said he would do but in actual it is not God. The ball is in your court. Amen. So we look at it. Then came the word of the Lord of hosts unto me saying and whenever you come, please come with an open mind and ask the Lord to throw light on some of the things we discuss. Amen. So it says, speak unto all the people of the land and to the priest saying when ye fasted and mourned in the fifth and the seventh month. This was a routine. Even for the past 70 years, this has been the pattern, huh? Did ye at all fast unto me? Can you imagine? A nation that had been in a practice for 70 years. God never stepped in and said, "This guys, you ain't doing this right. One day they are placing a demand and they are saying, God, you know, we've been fasting this whole time, you haven't done anything about our situation and God comes and you the whole time you've been doing this thing, <laughs> it wasn't about me 70 years there were 70 year old men among them who didn't understand what they were supposed to be doing and unfortunately we were misguiding <laughs> and the younger ones also thought they had to understand, people are blogging I know what fasting, everybody say something about fasting but God is saying everybody has it wrong huh. hmm did you at all fast unto me, even to me? Look at the next one. Verse 6. Let me try and move, move along quickly. And when ye did eat, and when ye did drink, did not ye eat for yourselves and drink for yourselves. You can give us a New King James. That's fine, so that uh, the English is... Uh, Broken down a little bit more. Uh, Should then it says, "When ye eat and when ye drink, do you not eat and drink for yourselves?" It's been about you. It's not been about me. I have not been in the picture. What pleases me has not been a part of the agenda. It has always been about you. And if you fast that way, it's not the type of fast I respond to. Should ye you not have obeyed the words which the Lord proclaimed through the former prophets when Jerusalem? and the cities around it were inhabited and prosperous and the south and the lowland were inhabited verse, verse 8 then the word of the Lord came to Zechariah saying so move on that says the Lord of hosts execute what through through justice and I was explaining to the church today when you see this word justice or judgment sometimes it, it, it always has this um, a negative tone to it sometimes it has this strong tone to it but in most cases it simply means fairness You understand what I'm saying? Judge, judge, be fair. Because with discernment, judging, you know, judge the thing. Be fair about the situation. Have you been fair in all your dealings with people? Or have you been partial and biased? You understand? And so, show mercy and compassion everyone to his brother. Verse 10 Do not oppress the widow or the fatherless, the alien or the poor. Let none of you plan evil in his heart against his brother. But they refused to hear, shrugged their shoulders and stopped their ears so that they would not hear. Yes, they made their hearts like flames and it goes on and on and on and on. So so, so 70 years of a practice that was being done, that was doomed to nothing but failure. Can you imagine? A praying church that prays all the wrong prayers and ignores all the right ones. A miracle church. That does a miracle without teaching purity and holiness. So the foundation, Bible says, if the foundation be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? So you grow up in that environment and you are expecting God to operate a certain way at all times. One of the things that got me confused because I didn't understand well at the time some of the other things, the, the messages that I should have understood when I was younger, I didn't get them. And my whole ideology, my whole concept about God was that if you serve him and he does this, the way he shows that you are his is that he He, he, he makes evidence of certain material blessings in your life. It is not so. Material blessing and possession are not an indicator and a justifier or or a validation that a person is serving God right. Otherwise, unbelievers wouldn't have them. So, if that becomes the measure and the standard by which we we, we determine that God is in the life of a person, then we missed it. Amen. So, most of our songs now are all about blessing. It be God where he blessed me so is good but there is something beyond what is material which is pleasing to the thing is that the blessing is our language that that material or that manifesting of money the houses the cars it is our language by our programming so in order for god to reach us he comes to speak to us in our language do you understand what i'm saying For us, because when we see certain material things, when we see some substance, for us, we have established those things as an indicator to the fact that God is in the life of a person. So God said, since these are the things that for you measure up to God, I will use them as testimonies in people's life when they serve me well. Still, just to show you that I'm in operation, But it doesn't mean that those are the things that are important to me. Are You here? When you go into the book of Ecclesiastes, you know no no no. Sometimes preachers preach this message, and we talk about the the, 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 the the poor white man in the book of Ecclesiastes who saved the city through his wisdom, but they did not acknowledge him. It, 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 it was a lament, it wasn't the and the lament was not about the poor man. Solomon was not feeling sorry for the poor man, he was feeling sorry for the city because that poor man prophetically was Jesus Christ. So, he ended the story there. But what you ought to understand is that city has forgotten that the enemy can come again. And the one who once saved them that has now been ignored because of the way he's been treated would not save them again. The Bible says just like I cried and they did not respond, so will they cry and I will not respond. So, we have to strike a balance between This whole validation by material evidence and what really the presence of God in the life of a person does. Because the presence of God in the life of a person liberates them from having joy based on possession. You don't have a possession based joy, you don't have possession based peace. Are you here? Am I talking to somebody? And the sooner we understand these things, the better. Because all we have been taught. One time I was dealing with a situation when we were in the church in America. And I got so frustrated at some people. And I felt that they were being so materialistic. And the Lord began to, t- to speak to me and say, teach them. Teach them. I didn't understand. But the spirit of the Lord ministered to my heart. And I came to understand that all their Christian life, they had been taught. That if you have God, then you should have XYZ in place. So it is not that they are materialistic. They are also trying to prove that God is with them. But all their Christian life, the only way they have known to prove that God is with them or the only way they have been taught to prove that God is with them is not through the liberty of what is and what is not in the world, but rather through what they possess. So they also have come to believe that if I possess, then they will believe that God is with me. Because that has become the language of the earth. Bible says that Jesus, he became poor. Somebody say poor. So it means he was not originally poor. I'm trying to liberate somebody because too many times, sometimes I come to church and based on what is preached and what testimony is said, you go live so well in my life, he's in your life. Ah. Let me tell you something, miracles are acts of God's mercy towards us. Miracles don't happen by reason of any man's ability somehow to do, no, 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 no. They are just sim- simple acts of gospel. That's why a person can receive a miracle today but if they don't live their right life right and they die at that very moment, they could end up in hell. Because a miracle is not a validator. Is somebody here. I've seen Muslims get healed. I've seen people re- receive some deliverances from our God who did not give their life to him. What did Jesus say? He said, is it not ten that came to me? How come only one has risen Then he said, this one has been made whole. The other nine, they thought they had received a validation, but they had not. For them, the miracle was their validation, but what was really important to validate them, they missed out on it. Tell somebody don't miss out on God. So our world has trained us to equate certain things with the presence. Even in church, a good atmosphere is one where it is loud. Right? So when we say the atmosphere was charged, what does it mean? Not they, 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 they will they, they will. That's what. That is what it means, the atmosphere. That, so, you, you see, our understanding is warped. No, no, no wonder Jesus said, an adulterous and a perverse. You, you get it, turn the thing upside down. No wonder he said, eh, you, you have come to me for a miracle. But I will not give you a miracle. You are not, If I give you a miracle, you will misunderstand it. You, you, you would think it's my validation of you. No, 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 I can't give you one. So some of us, there are miracles waiting for us, but they have not yet been released because we still misunderstand the concept. If Jesus of God releases that miracle right now, oh, any i them, all the sins, all the bad things I'm doing, oh, he he, he doesn't mind. And that's a deception of the enemy. And I'll sharing with you the other day that the Bible says that God is not desiring that any should perish. Right? So left to God alone, whether you are in sin, whether you are messing around, you are good, you are bad, he will give you what he has determined to give you. He just wants you to have fun. He wants you to bam, bam. Uh-huh. He wants you to chill like a boy and a big girl. Left to him alone, he will, it's okay. You get what I'm saying? It's fine. But what's this? So look at the mechanism that the devil uses. He comes in as an opposition. He will either oppose or stand out out of the way. But then he chooses to oppose the one who is doing well. So that to twist his testimony. How am I trying to do all this yet life is so hard? Then the one who is not doing well, he leaves them alone. So that one never desires God because they think that God doesn't mind. Do you get a deception? But let that deception be uncovered. Amen. So these people for 70 years, some people say a generation is 25 years, others say 50. If it's 50 or 20, if it's 50, that's a generation and a half. If it's 25 years, then that's for three generations. They had God wrong. Tell somebody I won't miss God. I won't miss God. Tell somebody I won't misunderstand God. Tell somebody I would desire God to the uttermost, and you can only understand these things not when you, you you desire the things of God, but you desire God. That's when this type of understanding. You have to desire Him. So I was saying, Jesus Christ came, and Bible says He became poor. So that what? Huh? We might be what? Now you. Know some sneakers, um, Adidas, and you see Abibas, right? So, if I don't have money to buy an Adidas and I bought Abibas, when I wear it, my hope is that nobody will see it. They won't notice, right? But watch this. If Dan Gote walks in here and he wears an Abibas, I'm like, ah, after all, even Dan is wearing one. Abibas, you know what has done? That has liberated me from the pressure of people seeing that I, do, I ain't got some. In the same way, Jesus became poor so that we are liberated from the pressure of what we don't have. Yeah. Because there is a difference between riches and wealth. Wealth must come with substance. Riches don't need substance, because the one who's making hundred thousand dollars and has to pay bills of ninety thousand dollars is in fact poorer than the one who's making ten thousand dollars and doesn't have to pay no bills. So riches are determined by what you need. So Jesus said, "I came poor," and you realize that you don't even need these things. Therefore, you are rich. Because how much need you have in your life is what determines whether you are rich or poor. If you have no need, you are very rich. The more obligations you have, the poorer you are as a matter of fact. So this liberty, Jesus came to introduce. Look at me, I come from all this, I left it behind to fulfill an assignment. So what's your purpose and aim and goal in life to be? To fulfill an assignment that pleases God so that he will install you. To what you deserve, amen. You can put your hands together for the Lord. I hope this is not too much for anyone. Amen. So, so so look at the scripture. So Isaiah chapter 58, verse 3. Well, 3 to 12. In case I don't finish it in your own time, just study it. Let's try to cultivate a habit of, you know, going back and revisiting the Word, challenging ourselves with it, okay? So as much as possible, whether it's your phone, phones are permitted, but please, when you come, don't WhatsApp. up. Huh? Uh, no, don't do that. Just focus on the Word so that you're not distracted. Amen. It says, why have we fasted? They say. How many of us here have fasted before? Oh, just, just show, show me, show me. Okay, can you show me if you've never fasted? You've never fasted. Is there anyone who's never fasted? It's not bad. It's not a sin. Don't be ashamed. You didn't need to fast. They said to Jesus Christ, How come the apostles of uh, the disciples of John the Baptist fast and your disciples? He said, They don't need to fast. There is no reason why they should fast. They they, they don't need to hear from me about anything. I'm right here with them. I'll tell them in their ear. You understand? If I was away from them, they'll need to fast to get in the spirit so they can hear me. But they don't need to do that because I'll say it in their ear. I mean, so if you didn't have to fast, God be praised. You were never put under pressure to the extent that you have to resort to deny yourself food. That's all it means. God be praised. It's not a sin that you've never fasted. Amen? As a matter of fact, God doesn't mark you in heaven for fasting. Fasting is not part of the checklist for getting into heaven or getting a place in heaven. It's not. Fasting is for here. It's for our development here. Somebody say, here, here, here. Somebody say, fasting is for me here. Do you get it? Amen. So, so don't feel bad at all. The fact that you never fasted doesn't mean you're getting into hell. As a matter of fact, from what we just read, people who've been fasting who are really going to hell, like they're going, in fact, in fact, they open the door. Amen. <laughs> He why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen? Why have we? Okay, okay. Let's, let's go back. Let's go back there. Why have we? Why have we? Why have we afflicted our souls? Because that's what fast, and you take no notice. In fact, in the day of your fast, this is now God is responding. In the day of your fast, you find what? Netflix. Don't look up. I, I, I won't lie, I've been watching too. I've had a watch power, Charlie <laughs> You know, and something I don't watch, I'm like, hey, Charlie, this number of hours, if I did. Yeah, well, Charlie, how for do? You know? Don't look up. Mm-hmm. The movie's a <laughs> big hey, The world is becoming a very interesting place. So. <laughs> You know, for me to say that at my age is becoming a very interesting place. Hey. Even for the short number of years I've lived, some of the changes are hey, be serious. Hey. My favorite one—I'm um, trying to remember the name. See this one? I was about to say, "Help me, Holy Spirit." And I, uh, Holy Spirit is not interested in whether I remember the movie title or not. <laughs> Uh, the last kingdom. And I'm waiting. I'm checking Amazon Prime. I'm, I'm like, these people cry. When will they release that thing? I watched that thing within, I don't know how many days. Quick! I'm a pastor, but I don't think I would have sat in the presence of the Lord for that long. Ish. Except if I was fasting. And that's where my message is. You've got to understand it. Because fasting develops you for life itself. Fasting is not every day. But what you learn during the period you fast is meant to eventually evolve into your lifestyle. Your lifestyle is eventually supposed to evolve into your practice during the period of fasting. Are you here? Because when you're fasting... You're coming I was saying Shane today You're like on a head-on collision with life And you're afraid you, you can't press your brakes You can't do anything You are scared that this thing is going to result in the end of your life I'm hungry to the point of that hey, I may pass out But you end up not passing out So what happens is that Adaptation takes place You are reoriented And reprogrammed that actually, this thing, after all, is not going to kill me. When you another time you go again, hey, it didn't kill me last time, but you know, this time I'm not sure. Maybe that time I was just lucky. Then, when this happens a few times during your periods of fasting, it reprograms you, and you begin to adopt a different mentality because we have all been programmed by culture and the systems of our world. The thing that has programmed us is the airwaves. This days and TikTok, you see, the thing is that the videos are short. So if you're like, oh, I'm just watching some two. Huh? Then they take your cookies and see the things you like. When you watch one, no, another one drops. Hey, Can laugh. I remember one time I was gonna preach. <laughs> I'm confessing. <laughs> Confess your sins to one another. Listen, I watched the thing till like 5 a.m. in the morning. I'm telling you. So now I couldn't sleep. I said to myself, child, the word of God is already in me, it's in me, it's in me. Because the thing, it has a way of captiv- to captivate you. So it is only in your seasons of fasting that you unlearn these captivations. Because you didn't do them. That's why he says, you you, you, you can't be doing the same things you're used to doing. You can't say, I'm only staying away from food while I'm fasting and I will continue to do everything else. Because the food itself is not the issue. As a matter of fact, if you were able to develop the lifestyle that God required and you did not fast, you are okay. That's why Jesus said they don't need to fast. Because I'm here to guide them, to correct them what, whatever they need to be. So they don't need to fast. They will only fast if they need to be reoriented and reprogrammed. And it's hard because they are in the flesh. So they have to fast to break the power of the flesh and understand differently. Are you here? After all you've heard that fasting is supposed to be so far, how many of us believe that we fasted? Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> Amen. But you see, after not doing all this, there's a, there's a word you use, disillusionment. You, have a fall, you develop this um, 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 false expectation that you've created in your own mind. You think that God is obligated to give it to you but you haven't met the requirements, so you don't get what you are expecting, then you are angry with God and make it look like he has not been faithful. Then the strongest believers cry. You know what happens to them? That one is worse. As for them, they don't believe, or we don't believe we God. we've missed anything. We believe we are on course. So our confession becomes, after you have done the good work of the Lord, you have need of patience only a matter of time. It's not only a matter of time. It's a matter of change. It's a matter of understanding. So, until you understand, the story is not going to change. You can lie to yourself and say, oh, it takes time. It it, it, it will take forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. i speaking to somebody. Am I speaking to somebody? Amen. Indeed, you fast. Strive. You fast as an answer to contentions. Charlie, somebody said they are more anointed than you. God. I have to fast and prove something. Somebody said more people fell down when they were leading worship than you. More people were crying and laying on the floor when they were leading worship. Their worship touched people. Your own didn't touch anybody. That's why you're fasting. <laughs> and you are bombarding God in partition. Partition. Kaya, 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 Kaya. Kaya. Depart, 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 t Nothing. You are like. You are making noise. That the Bible says. You are making noise in the spirit. It's coming from the flesh. It's not going to heaven. Are you here? Put your hands together for Jesus. <laughs> So, when we learn to do this thing right, at the time when this fasting message, you will understand that the thing I, I love about God, the truth is so simple. It's so simple that it's difficult for us to accept. You see what I'm saying? Jesus came with such a simple gospel that for us, he said, "You know what." this thing is not everybody who's allowed to preach it because not everybody can understand it. So we've been doing this because that's what we when We were kids. We went to school for this. We studied down the language for us. Gave us the exegesis. Jesus said, my guys, why? The thing simple. Hallelujah. One of the things you've got to also understand when it comes to the spirit-filled church, and I will explain something, the difference between being spirit-filled and being spirit-led. You can be spirit-filled and not spirit-led. How many of you remember who died? Stephen, right? Who was stoned? Being spirit-filled and, and spirit-led or spirit-driven are different things. So most of us have the spirit, but the spirit does not impose on us, but it will influence us in a way it will release an influence you now have to buy into the influence and go by the influence when you do that you are spirit driven or spirit led so there are people that have the spirit and the spirit is speaking to them but they are they are so flesh sensitive that they cannot fathom or see how what the spirit is asking them to do will bring the results that they are expecting. So Stephen was spirit-filled and he was just one of the people. He was a regular guy in the church. He was a regular guy in the congregation. After they cast lots and he became one of the elected, now, 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 look at how serious this thing is. This, this thing always baffles me. When you look at that scripture, I cannot remember where it is, but when you look at that scripture very well, Something happens. They were looking for people to serve tables. Look at the assignment. They were looking for people to serve tables, communion, or just be welfare people, right? And they said we can't just use anybody. They said that people have to be filled with the Holy Ghost to serve communion. Or because what's the complaint? Because the people, some of the widows have said they were not getting their portions. So in order for there to be fairness, they can only, we can only use spirit-filled people. Oh, somebody missed that one. If there will be fairness in this thing, only spirit-driven people can execute it. So welfare, they need that spirit-filled people. But the guy was so filled with the spirit after that episode, he was driven by the spirit to go and preach. He preached. He preached. Oh, he preached. He preached. The people pulled their, pulled their hair. You know, sometimes you can hear truth that cuts you so much that you don't want to hear it anymore. I remember there was a season when I was struggling with some of the messages God was giving me. Because anytime, and I would go to church and I'll say it's fresh bread. You've like you've never heard it any. So I'll search all manner of um, what do you call it? I I, I don't know how to use um, what was it called? Yeah. Um, what? What? S- yeah, yeah. Like, like, I don't know how to use those. I've tried it. It just doesn't. I don't. I, I see some people go through it, and there are some red markings with some numbers, and I'm I don't know how to use it. <laughs> Sorry, laughing. To be honest, I don't know how to... I've, I've never, never ever gone through... I, I've read... I can go online and maybe if I'm looking for something, I type like um, 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 discussions on the thing. But how they are able to take the thing, coordinate the numbers, and I'm like, hey Charlie, this is math way <laughs> you know, And I don't know how to do that. So for me, I've had to... I, I think my attention span and the way I'm wired, it doesn't allow me to be able to pay attention to that. I just can't. So, I've had to depend absolutely on the spirit to teach me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even when I hear, I still have to depend on the spirit. So, I had a struggle because I will preach things and sometimes I will question them myself because in the spare of the moment, the spirit of the Lord will make me say certain things and usually I learn from my own teachings. So, 80, 90 percent of the time, the things I would be saying, were actually things, not things that I had rehearsed or not known about. And some of the things the rebuke us I was actually guilty of. So I was like, I mean, this thing I'm preaching, I'm not even doing God's work. So watch this. I did a fast. And I was asking God for some, behe, you know, some, and God approved the word of his servants, the apostles with signs and with undeniable wonders. So I prayed, God, this thing here, eh, if it is you, you have to do something. So I fasted. Nothing happened. <laughs> you know, so all these overly spiritual people <laughs> One of the things I came to discover was that the early, early, early ministry of Paul, he didn't see miracles and signs. So it was one of his frustrations. <laughs> then Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for you. Sign or no sign, do the work. <laughs> it was later that you begin to see him walk. The early ministry was just about teaching. Yes, God, will, he, will, he will say like, uh, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, bad, this guy that called Ba Jesus. He had episodes like that, but the real things that he needed to make foolproof of them, it wasn't coming until later. So, well, I prayed, it didn't come. So at the end of the 40 days, I became very disappointed. Right, normal life. But something happened to me when I fasted. It's very interesting, and I was sharing with some, some people the other day. I played a, li- a little keyboard in my life. Just a little bit. Just in, enough to just maybe, you know, one or two songs. But whenever I fast, I go on a long fast, what happens is that I sit behind a keyboard and I play like a professional. And I worship. I, I don't know how it happens. And when the fast is over, it's gone. I say, God, why? So, for me, that was my connection to the, into the spirit. Anyway. So when this didn't happen, I came to prayer at the rooftop one time and I was just looking for answers. And I was having a conversation with a a pastor, one of Papa's sons at the time who had come from the US. And I can't remember the direction our conversation was going. But just out of the blue, he mentioned the name of a preacher. I mean, he's passed on now, B.H. Clendenin. As soon as he mentioned the name, it was like light. My goodness, it's like, hold on. This is what I've been looking for. How does a name give me an answer to my fast? He said, what did you say? He said, B.H. Clenden. He spelled it out for me. I went on YouTube. The first message I had, it took me about one whole week to complete a one-hour message. The message cut me, divided me, split me, scattered me, smashed me puts me back to get that I mean I'm like and you know what? but in all of it God showed me a measure of the direction he wanted my ministry to take and I found in the messages of that man truth related to the things I'd been preaching that I was doubting so look at how God gave me confirmation You, you are fasting looking for a house Looking at the car. What is the motivation behind the fast? Even this one that I'm I, I'm doing, you, you would think that this one got to be and you should just release it. No, look at how he brought the answer. Even the answer, you still have to be sensitive to receive it. Are you here? I'm trying to train your mind so that you are not easily frustrated, because that's what the world wants. To get, for you to get frustrated, agitated because you've, you've had a misconception about the word and then as a result, you get tired, you give up. So when I saw the prosperity of the wicked, my feet almost slipped. But the guy, I believe he slipped. Because you know, he said, until I returned. So where did he go? <laughs> he said, my feet almost He said, I was nigh gone until I returned into the sanctuary. And then he discovered the reality and he saw the distinction between those who serve God and those who do not. So sometimes if you go by the systems of the world, what will happen to you is that you will be caught up with unrealistic ungodly expectations. Are you here? Say, every ungodly expectation in my life. Say, Father, expose it. Amen. He must expose it to you so you don't have it, you don't carry it anymore. So that you walk in the liberty wherein Christ has set you free. Not bound again by the systems or the ideologies of the world. That word bound again, it could mean this. You are feeling sorrowful because of what the world says to make you sad. If you don't have a house by age 70, you you should be very sad. You haven't lived. The question is, yes, maybe I haven't lived. Unfortunately, it's painful. But my desire would be at least to make it to heaven. You understand? So the standards of the world can set certain goals for you and depress you as a result of those goals. You can have a helper without being married. So if you pressure yourself into marriage when you are not called into marriage, you're in trouble. Even for those who are called into it, cry. You know they ground like that, too. Even for pastors. Share. <laughs> On your best days, cry. they can be like your best days. Sometimes when life hits you hard. I look at scripture like this. It is God's way of how we should respond to life. That's all. That's how I look at scripture. It's our giving response to life. When life happens, that is how you should respond. So the things that happen are life. Respond with scripture. Or respond scripture. Amen. So anyways, let's move on and then see where we get to before we close. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate and to strike with the fist of wickedness. When we fast, die! Die! Hey! Your prayer, there are people, they die. The the same thing is that demons don't die. Are you aware? And the other harder truth to swallow is that as much as you can cast them away, if you mess up, they'll come back. So I would rather concern myself saturating myself with God's presence. Because Bible says when a demon is cast out, it returns. Finding that the room is swept clean. Meaning there is vacuum. Not that there is sin. Look at that. There is vacuum, not sin. It's swept clean. But still, there is nothing that has taken residence. He says, it, <laughs> Charlie, the guy has fixed the place for us. So. <laughs> he brought some plasterboard, Charlie. So 85 in screen, right? <laughs> uh, 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 uh. They come and enjoy. The day you you get up and you feel I'm going to church to drive them, I'm, I charge we all day here. Why? 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 No, come on, come on. You know, I was watching some program. They are inside you, and as I, we were watching some program. You you know, just go and watch it. But you know the thing, right? You can just watch it online. You don't really have to go there. Finish you. <laughs> uh, you hear? Finish you just like that. So understanding is really, really when, when you when you get to see what what is it that God is looking for? What is God looking for? What He wants is for His worth to be recognized. His worth. And he's even worthier when we can still choose him with all our problems. Are, are you here? God appears worthier to others when you can still choose him. It's a mystery for you to say he's your God. When other people are confessing that he's their God and this is what they got and you didn't get anything and you can still confess that he's your God that one itself is a mystery and those are the things God is looking for to whom much is given much is required in God you don't have equality you have what we call equity whom much is given much is required but then at the same time he that is faithful in least will be entrusted with So the thing God just wants recognition that he is the all in all period Regardless of what you're going through, he's the all-in-all. Are you here? Regardless, listen. I, I I had a hard time in school, especially when I got to secondary school, actual school. My problem was this: that I had parents who woke up at the same time every single day of my life. I wasn't at home for morning devotion. And. They made me live my life by certain principles that other people in my school didn't have. And as for the people's parents, they yeah, forget. When I went to their houses, they were smoking, they were fighting, but by the standards of man, they were successful. I said, ah, give me a break. What are you saying? And I will never share this testimony. I remember when I began to make money. I went home one day. My mother said, let's go to church. I said to her, she was bugging me. I said to her, you, you have been going to church all your life. What do you have to show for it? That week, I think within two weeks, I lost everything. (laughs) God made sure. (laughs) So that, it was my problem. But these people, there are things you tell me not to do. They do it. Me, if I drink all the milk in the fridge, problem. Not because it's wrong. Because you can't be the only one that's drinking all. What's to everyone? <laughs> hey. And, it was, and I would go to the house. They think I'm drinking and getting beaten and, 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 and talked over. Charlie, they can't just waste it. Like, ah. By which God permits this type of thing. Shows favor to those that don't care about him. But you know what? At the end of the day, the mystery of honoring him, whether or not he does this thing in your life, is just what makes him worthy. And that's all he's looking for. Fasting helps us learn that. We learn that. We learn that our all in all is God. And when we continue next week, I'll you know, bring a scripture about in the book of um, Psalm, I think Psalm 105, you begin to see where it talks about, the Amplified Version talks about considering him or seeing him as your most essential need. Maybe let's end on that because what's fasting is to establish with you and I at the end of the day is this understanding that he is our most essential need. Some say he's my most essential need. Say, God is the most important thing in my life. Amen? Can you say one more time? Say, he's my essential need. Most essential. So go to this scripture, Amos chapter 5, verse 4 to 6. The amplified version. I mean, there are all kinds of amplified. I hope we get the right one. I'm almost done. My most essential need this was one of the uh, life transforming scriptures because there was a time when I owned an Amplified Bible so I came across a scripture and the description it gave to the phrase it really did a number on me but for that says the Lord to the house of Israel seek me but that was seek me it describes it as your most essential or it says as more essential than food if you have the right Amplified version it will say it like that Right? Then Psalm 105, verse 3 says, Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek and require the Lord as their what? You see that? Indispensable necessity. So fasting brings us to that place of realizing. Because w- what happens to you is that what you need to get by after work at 6 p.m. Well, and the, 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 you know the, the interesting thing the enemy is using now mental health. Are you aware? It's beginning to trend. Pa. Oh, Charlie, this one is good for your mental health. You need to go and distress. Oh, you need to take a trip. You need to do that. It's good for your mental health. Your mental health. Hey, mental health. Your father didn't die. Your mother didn't die. They didn't go crazy. You're talking about mental health? Yeah. Thank you so much. He says, seek me. Search diligently for me, that is. And regard me as more essential than food. So during periods of fasting, after fasting, you realize that, just like Jesus said, I have food to eat that ye know not of. That word food itself means satisfaction or gratification. Let me be more essential to you than any other form of gratification there is. When that happens, when you come back into the world, and you are on between choosing me and choosing something, what do you choose? The most essential. When you have established that he's most essential, you there is no way you will choose an alternative to him. That is where fasting is meant to take us. When that happens, go back to Isaiah chapter 58 from verse 6. Thank you, Reverend. When that happens, this will happen in your life. When that happens. And we'll continue next week. He says, Is this not the first that I have chosen? The first one is not my... I I don't recognize it, but this one I recognize. To lose the bonds of wickedness. And I was explaining today, this wickedness is not witchcraft against us. It is rather our wickedness against others. Are you here? Because you pray this... Any wickedness against me, there's no wickedness against you. And understand that evil and wickedness are simply in the simplest form if is anything that contradicts God so it's not always some bloodshed or something anything that is evil and wicked is anything that is contradictory to God to undo what the heavy burden some of you the way you treat your house elves and stuff and we'll go into all that to let the oppressed go free the unforgiveness all that and that ye break every yoke now this is the big one the yoke is the object of your pursuit and the reason and the motivation behind it. Jesus said, follow me for my burden is light and my yoke is easy. It's easy to understand. I've, in other words, I've already carried the burden. You don't have to carry anything. You have a yoke because somebody has a car and you want that same car. So now you are yoke. You are chasing all kinds of things because you have a yoke with a car that somebody owns. Huh? You are virtuous about something, and those things become yoke. And he says, you have to do, cast, let the yoke go. He doesn't say he's going to break it for you. An angel is coming to break it. He said you drive it away. He said, when all these things happen, let, let's look at what happens. Go to verse 8. Then your light shall do what? Break forth like the morning. May your light break forth like the morning. May your healing spring forth speedily. And may your righteousness go before you. And may the glory of God be your regard. You stop suspecting people and thinking about what they are doing behind you. Because the glory of God is there taking care of things. Amen. Oh, put your hands together for them. Thank you for listening to this week's message on the Next Generation Church podcast. We pray that this word you've received will bless you, increase your faith in God, and enhance your spiritual growth. We encourage you not only to subscribe to this podcast, but to subscribe to our YouTube channel at NextGenChurch. We would also like to hear from you. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ChurchWithNHG. God bless you. If you said you Yeah. you